In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, give you thanks and praise for all the gifts in our lives, all the joys and the pleasures. Help us to appreciate your gifts in our lives and to give you glory and praise. Amen. Before I leave this parish, my goal is for you to all be participating in the homilies, especially mine. I like, I like people engagement. So question for you. Who here has ever been to a wedding reception? Okay, so like 80% of you, 20% of you, just, just straight lie to me. That's cool. All right. <clears throat> We've all been to wedding receptions. It's like part of our culture. You have a lot of people get married. It's just a thing. So think about wedding receptions. Yesterday I was asking the kids. I was like, who's been to a wedding? And like a bunch of them rose their hand. I was like, what do you do at weddings? And I gave them the microphone. They're like, like food. And they're like, okay, what else do you do? Like well, dancing. What else do you do? They kiss. They're kissing. And everyone started giggling. And I was like, they do a lot more than kissing after the wedding. But we'll talk about that at another time. Another day, it fits into the homily, trust me. Think about weddings. They're, they're, they're such a joyous event. They're a lot of fun. Family and friends gather. We eat a lot of food. There's cake. Everybody's having a good time, having a drink. There's dancing. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful event. For whatever reason, in the past, I don't know how many years, decades or so, our community has taken weddings to an extreme, right? different homily for a different day, but think about it, it's very like excessive, everything is crazy and dramatic, there's a reason why like I'm super uncomfortable at weddings, and I think if Jesus was around today and he was like, hey, let's not go to that wedding reception like he did in the gospel, it would be, it would be different. Sometimes when we like the church and the priest, sometimes we can preach against like the excessive nature of weddings, the excessive nature of drinking at weddings, the excessive nature of highly inappropriate, immodest dresses at weddings, we can preach on that. And the response can be, very often, is that like, see, that's why I don't go to church. That's why I don't want to become a closer follower of Jesus, because the church is no fun. If I become a follower of Jesus, it's such a bunch of prudes. We can't enjoy, we can't enjoy life. Which is just, it's just not true. It's not true. Right? That's not the mentality of the church. That's not the mentality of, of who we are as, as followers of Jesus. Because exact, think about the, the timeline of, of the gospel of Jesus of the Gospel of John especially, is you have, in the beginning it was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Like the incarnation of God. Then the baptism of Jesus, and then John calling Jesus the Lamb of God, and then he calls, he calls Simon, he calls Andrew and Peter, and then he calls Philip, and then Philip calls Nathaniel. It's all theoretically in the Gospel of John, it's all like a week or so. And then like he calls Philip and Nathaniel. Three days later, they go to a wedding reception. Three days later, three days later, Jesus is like, now you're my apostles, we're going to go to this wedding, we're going to dance, we're going to drink wine, we're going to have a good time, we're going to party. You want to follow me? Part of following Jesus is enjoying the things of life. The problem becomes, and the issue is, is when these things become to an excessive extreme. We hear it in Isaiah, Isaiah is preaching against gold. Think about gold. All of you have gold rings and gold earrings. Jewelry is fine, right? But... When things, whether it's wedding receptions, dresses, gold, money, when things become our God, that's the issue. Isaiah is preaching against that. When gold becomes our God, gold can't respond to us. God has to be, God has to be our God. But think specifically of, of the, like the gospel miracle in the gospel today. Christ goes to this wedding reception, right, and they run out of wine. Imagine going to a wedding and the bar just closes. Sorry out of cognac, no more for you. What would happen? Okay. It would be a disaster, right? It would not be fun. 
Imagine, who here has ever been to a wedding that there wasn't alcohol? I went to one. Didn't enjoy it. Okay? It's just part of it. It's what we do. We gather around us as family and we, like, we drink. It's what we do as family and friends. We enjoy each other's company. It's part of the world. Part of the Psalms and the scripture. Thousands of years ago, God gave man wine to cheer his heart. It is what it is. So the Blessed Virgin Mary, in her love for her people, and her love for God's people, recognizes that they're out of wine. Recognizing that the symbol of joy, the symbol of happiness, and the earthly pleasures, they ran out. She knows us. Our Lady knows us. She loves us. And wine, think specifically of wine. It's not a necessity. We need food to live. Fine. We need oxygen. We need water. Shelter. That's all we need. We don't need wine. If we never drank coffee and never had sugar and never drank wine ever again, ever, we would be fine. We wouldn't enjoy life as much, right? We would survive. Mary recognizes a symbol of something that isn't necessary, but it's a symbol of joy and that intercedes for us at the feet of Jesus. That Mary loves us so much, that God loves us so much, he wants to give us pleasures in this world. Right? Think about biting into a delicious orange. Why are oranges delicious? God created them as such. We don't live for pleasure, we don't live for food, but we can enjoy them. That's part of the Christian life. We can enjoy them. We can enjoy a glass of wine. We can enjoy family and friend and laughter and enjoy the, the things of life. If we gather it as Christians, when we follow Jesus and we're detached in freedom from pleasures, yet we enjoy earthly pleasures in a healthy balance, we love life. And that's beautiful. Spousal intimacy is beautiful. It's a gift from God. It's pleasurable because God created it pleasurable. We have to enjoy it in a balanced, non-excessive way. That's the gift of God. So Mary intercedes for us. At the feet of Jesus, they ran out of wine. They ran out of the symbol of joy. They ran out of a symbol of pleasure. And what does Jesus give us? He's not like, okay, well, I have an old bottle of wine. It's probably gone bad. It's probably not the best bottle of wine, but here's a bottle of wine for you. No. Take six stone jars of 20 gallons, 20 to 30 gallons. Let's say 20 gallons. 120 gallons of top shelf, delicious Napa Valley Cabernet. Right? This is what he provides for them. Nothing cheap, nothing... Like, want, he wants us. He just is saying, I want you to live a pleasurable life. Right? All of us have an excess of things. All of us have an excess of food. All of us have an excess of everything in our lives. It's not a homily to make you feel guilty. It's a homily to appreciate that. That they're blessings from God. But we stay detached from them. We don't live for them. They're not our God. But Christ is still generous. And if I can go a little deeper. Sometimes in scripture, wine is referred to as, as the blood of grapes. Right? You take grapes and you squeeze them. And what comes out of them? Grape juice per se. And then it gets fermented and you bottle it. It becomes wine. Whole bit different process. But it's referred to like, almost poetically as the blood, the blood of grapes. So if we have the blood of grapes, which is a symbol of wine, which is a symbol of joy, that Jesus wants to pour out for us so generously, 120 gallons of it, how much more so the blood of the Messiah that he wants to pour out for us. Then in Hebrews is called the, 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 the high priest. That he sacrificed himself once. That Christ pours out from his side his own blood his own symbol of not just physical pleasures, which have their place, and we have as Christians, as followers of Christ, we get to enjoy the pleasures of life, but even more so the spiritual pleasures, even more so the blood that poured from his side, even more so the Eucharistic blood of Jesus, 
that when we receive the Eucharist, right, the host, it's the body, the blood, the soul, and divinity of Jesus. And it's not just limited. He's not just, okay, the Last Supper, here is what you get. You get the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. At this church alone, we consecrate just about 3,000 hosts a weekend and distribute that to the people of God. How about the neighboring Catholic church? How about all of Metro Detroit, all of Michigan, all of the states, all of the world? Millions of pieces of bread are consecrated into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus across the world. And millions of people receive them. Receive the pleasures, the joy, the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Messiah for our salvation. That's how generous our God is to us. As you live your life, as you go home, enjoy a nice Sunday brunch, enjoy a cup of coffee, enjoy a nice glass of wine tonight, whatever you do, enjoy the pleasures of this world balanced, in a balanced way. Enjoy the blood of grapes. Also, at this Mass, as we gather around this wedding banquet of the Lamb, at this Mass, enjoy and appreciate and give glory to God for the blood of the Messiah for our salvation. Amen.